What up, listener? What up? Jesus Christ, Jerry. Welcome this, to the Wish Podcast. That's what happens when you live with an American. Back to... Uh, he's Canadian. Oh, yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> so, so one, uh, Back to a more standard podcast format this week. Um, after I hope you enjoyed the, uh, the Ask Wish Anything the podcast. Ask the AWA podcast. Yeah. Um, this one should hopefully go out on time. We are recording on the Tuesday, so we've got some time to get this edited and up in time. Um... We've got lots of yummy things to talk about this week. I so do. many, so many things. Yeah. I don't have that much. Because we've just come from watching oh, uh, the Irishman, the Irishman, yeah. the film, the Aye. Netflix film with De Niro and Pacino, and we've got some some things on that we'd like to talk about. I'd say so. Yeah. Um, so we'll get into that later, as well as our yummy flavours. We've got some cocktail of the week, as well as a couple of new segments, new little bits and bobs we're going to talk about. So uh, I mean, why don't we just uh, get the music started, kick it in. Yeah, I suppose we'll just yeah, let's just start kick now. it. In. Thanksgiving Day. Yeah, what, have you, what are you thankful for during this, um, uh, this Thanksgiving? I'm thankful that you know I have a bar with uh, with you yeah. and that we're going uh, seven days a week, which is going to be wow. great. That's why I'm really, really thankful for that. That's, yeah. uh, it's going to be it's going to be really easy. It's going to be really stress-free. Simple. Yeah. We've got all the staff already sorted for uh, yep. it's going to be... It's going to be really be, good. It's going to be really, really big, good. Big shout out to anyone who wants to come work at Wish for the, <laughs> the next month as well. Send your CVs to... Sorted that to, out, yeah. What's, what's your email address? Anyway... Yeah. Um, because not going to ask me what I'm thankful thankful for. What are, what are you thankful for? I'm thankful and that I'm not American and and, it's, and Thanksgiving's not a thing here. <laughs> we made it a little bit of a thing with some of our flavours this week. Didn't we did, we? yeah. yeah. Um, because uh, as always, we're going to start off with our four flavours that we worked with at Wished this week. Um, Thanksgiving, so we did. Uh, I wanted to do turkey, but you didn't want to do turkey. No. We've done chicken in the past, and we could have maybe done the same things that we've done with chicken. I don't but think you could because no. with chicken we did. Um, we had like a chicken powder. Yeah. Um, and then obviously you've got chicken eggs, uh, which which is a you know yeah, a, a, a sneaky way of sticking. Did we not sticking, look up about egg? getting turkey eggs? At oh, some that's point. right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're yeah. wildly expensive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we did cranberry instead. Yeah. Uh, cranberry, you know. Probably sold more than any other juice in most bars in Glasgow at the moment. Yeah, you know, vodka, so. vodka, cranberries, and that. Yeah. Um, so we did cranberry. We also did some sea buckthorn, some uh, chai tea or masala chai, as it should properly be called. Yeah. Uh, and amamum tsao ko or or kalgo kalgo kalgo. What is that? What is that? C A O space G U O. Yes, that's yeah. it. Yeah, I don't know exactly how to how to pronounce it, but it was super yummy. Uh, so why don't we start with uh, cranberry? Because this was actually a surprising one, considering sea buckthorn, kalgoor, and masala chai. You'd expect cranberry in Glasgow, at least, to be the most popular of all the flavours. But it just definitely wasn't. It I think we maybe had dead. maybe a half dozen people ordered the no whole week. One, no one really, no one really went for it. Mm. Um, obviously, what do it, you think that was? I, I think when people come to Wish, they like to try something a bit new and different. And I think people would think that cranberry was a bit boring. But we had some interesting cranberry things. Cause we did like a cranberry-infused tequila, yeah. cranberry-infused vodka, yeah. uh, and uh, cranberry sort of reduction as well. It was, as yeah, it was yummy enough. Yeah. But yeah, um, just I mean, but then then again, there's there's lots of other middle of the road flavors that we've done, like mango or coconut, and they've actually absolutely flown out the door. Yeah, I suppose I don't know. I don't know why. I think maybe maybe it was because people didn't. 
This was a f- especially with Seabuck Thorn and Cal War. Um, people didn't know what they were, yeah. so they were asking questions about them. So we were explaining those to people, and then they were already in people's minds when we, when we came back to take their orders. To be fair, I didn't know what either of them were either. But no, we yeah. started <laughs> when we did them last week. Um, I got the idea for us to do cranberry from um, from Bon Appetit. Shout out to Bon Appetit. Yeah. If you haven't watched the the editors or the editors of Bon Appetit on YouTube, uh, Brad Leone being the the like the god amongst one, men. The, yeah, Who's better than us, Dave? Who's better than us? Yeah. Um, you need to go and watch it. Uh, it's, it's absolutely amazing. Um, does some really cool ferment- fermentation videos. Um, it's a life with Brad Leone. Yes. My, it's one of my favourite things. In it's the world it's really, really good. Yeah. Um, but he actually, they were doing a Thanksgiving series, and him and Andy, uh, they were making a cranberry sauce. I think that's what they call it, cranberry jelly or whatever. Yeah. Um, and Brad really wants to put sumac in it. Yeah. And they did put sumac in it. And then it came to a couple of days later, Brad had gone away and Andy came back and he'd taken the sumac out of it, which I kind of feel like is a little bit like us. Because I've always wanted to do sumac as a flavour in here. And you've always Never just been like totally it. been against it. It's quite a bland flavour. Ah. It's rather bland. Oh, I mean, done, I get, we've I, done bland flavours in the past. <laughs> oh, yeah, but I, I want to do less bland flavours, though. Fair enough. Like, whenever, I've put, uh, whenever I've used sumac in the past, I'm just like, what, what, what am I supposed to be tasting right yeah. now, and why isn't it tasting like that? So maybe it's my fault as a... As a my maybe just not, as not, a, don't ever get a good enough for. good, good palate. That must be Do you know where the name Ocean Spray came from, where it originates from? Because that's obviously like the most like synonymous sort of brand name with cranberry. Um, why don't you tell me, Jamie? So it goes back to like the early 1900s, in the US, so uh-huh. it was like a, a collective was created of cranberry farmers so they could get a fair price um, from cranberry buyers. Wow. And then that kind of crashed and burned because there were too many cranberry growers. And so then they created the Ocean Spray Cranberry Collective back in the 30s. And uh, why, was it, why was it called Ocean Spray? Then? It was just the company name, but it was the collect- <laughs> it was the collective. Like, okay. all, like all the way back then, and the brand name has stayed all the way through to today, and it's now just synonymous. You know. Them. It's not just cranberry juice, but it is that, that kind of uh, cranberry jelly, cranberry sauce that people use in the US for, for Thanksgiving. Oh, do Ocean Spray make cranberry sauce yeah, as well? Yeah, they do. Wow. Yeah. They okay. actually reference it in the Bon Appetit video as well. Wow. Um, but yeah, it was very much, uh, very much last place. And we only actually sold one Grey Goose and Cranberry the, the whole week. Do you remember? There was one uh, table oh. and one tin. Did we? I wrote a check and you were like, Grey Goose specifically? And I said, uh, yeah, uh, someone's actually asked for a Grey Goose and, uh, and Cranberry. Um, we don't get many brand calls, do we? In, in no, this, uh, no, we actually had two Grey Goose brand calls this week. Because remember, there was a table on Sunday that asked for a Grey Goose. Yeah, their advertising must be going rather well. Yeah. Um, so for Cranberry uh, this week, I'm going to rate it as two out of ten. You're going to rate it? Yeah. What are you talking about? Well, we're going to start rating all the all the ingredients and all, right. all the all the flavors that we do. I'd be good of, to be consulted about that since we, we had this conversation. I'm not so sure that we well, did. Well, I'm pretty certain that we did. Anyway, so uh, I'm giving it a two out of ten. Do you disagree with that? Uh, so what what? Uh, I mean, and how how yummy it was, how many we sold, how interesting it was. You create your right. own. Yeah. Uh, sure, I'll give it a three. A three? Yeah. Yeah, good. That's close enough. Excellent. Um, what about C Buckthorn? Because mm. that was potentially one of the biggest selling. The only thing else, the, the, the only thing about that flavour is sea uh, um, buckthorn. It's a flavour. Sea buckthorn. Oh god, that was bad. <laughs> that was really bad. Oh. Okay, no, quick, quick. Um, so, sea um, buckthorn was actually one of the, the biggest selling flavours, along with Calgo. Um, people were really interested in it. Yeah. How were you describing it to people? 
So the very, <laughs> the very first table we got where I had to explain to them what sea buckthorn was, I said that it grows by the sea. Yeah. And and, and I've since found out that it actually does. Yeah, it does, yeah. Uh, you corrected me, saying that it doesn't. You, you did. No. You said, oh, it grows by the sea. And you, you, you were, you well, said it, it does grow by the sea. Yeah. Um, but that's not the only thing about it. No. I didn't realise that it was a berry to yeah. start off with. Uh, yeah, or a bush, as Rue was describing it to people. Um, uh, so, yeah, uh, very, very acid forward. Yeah. Very bright berry um, grows all across the northern hemisphere, uh, especially in coastal areas. It's very, very hardy as a plant, but it's difficult to grow in large quantities, so it's generally foraged. It's also meant to be quite good for you and have lots of antioxidants. Mm. We made lots of yummy things with it. And uh, w- one thing that I found interesting is it's very resistant to sea, uh, sea air, the saltiness. Mm-hmm. Most, uh, like, kind of fauna can. Um, uh, Fauna, is that the right word? Flora. Flora. Fauna is <laughs> the other one. <laughs> Most flora uh, finds it very difficult to grow by the sea because of the sea air. Yeah. The it, it, it was one of the first things in well that I'm aware of in Scottish bartending that was like a forage thing that people started using in bars. Yeah. It was popularised by uh, Irvin from Diageo was with it? like the sea buckthorn Calada, like Scotch Calada that you made with Talisker. Okay. Um, and it was one of these things that as foraging started to become, and foraged ingredients started to become more prevalent in bars, sea buckthorn was one of those first ones because it does have a very sort of quite unique um, flavour profile. Yeah, there was a kind of six month period in the uh, the competition scene where every other drink had sea buckthorn in it, wasn't there? Yeah, pretty much. Um, but it has this super sort of tart acid forward flavour. Even when it's infused in things like honey, it still has that almost like slight acrid, like berry, like green. Tartness kind of thing. Yeah. So obviously it works very well with sour drinks. It worked very, very well with scotch sours. It has this natural affinity with sort of things like apricot, a little bit of like mango almost. Right. Rue, who works with us, was describing it to people as tasting like mango, <laughs> and it definitely <laughs> no, doesn't. It doesn't, doesn't no, it doesn't. But um, it was very, very yummy, and yeah. people were really enjoying learning about it because a lot of people hadn't been exposed to it before. I didn't realise how uh, under the radar it is. Yeah, mm. well, you didn't know about it until I mean, you decided. <laughs> there's many things that I know the name of and I've had tried before, which I don't actually know what they are, kind yeah. of thing. And that sea buckthorn was one of those. I thought it was very much a Scandinavian and Scottish thing. Uh-huh. But it turns out it's uh, grown all over the world, yeah. um, as far away as like Mongolia and China. Yeah. Um, it was also part of the Cold War. Is Mongolia not landlocked? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I remember <laughs> reading somewhere on Wikipedia. It might just be on Wikipedia. Maybe, it's by, maybe it's like, it goes by lakes or maybe something. Maybe something Salty like that. lakes. But did you know that during the Cold War, uh, Russian and German horticulturalists developed new varieties of sea buckthorn uh-huh. um, with greater nutritional value and larger berries... Uh, and that were able to withstand uh, different uh, sort of growing climates because they thought it could be because it, it does have a huge amount of sort of uh, antioxidant sort of vitamin properties to it. Mm. And it's seen as like a, almost like a health food thing. That's interesting. We thought it would be uh, something that they could feed to people in order to help them to survive and not rely on other uh, sort of imports of goods. Wow, that's weird because the Soviets are like uh, notorious for being very, very bad ta- uh, horticulturists. Really? Uh, so there was this scientist called uh, uh, Lysenko, okay, who um, like went against the grain of all the kind of Western science, like and didn't really believe in natural selection or anything like that. Uh, it's called Lysenkoism, and it's like um, acquired characteristics, which we all know is, isn't really a thing when it, with regards to genetics. So, like, plants and animals can acquire certain characteristics and then pass them on to the next generation. Obviously, that's not a thing. But he applied that to, like, agriculture, 
and there was just famines everywhere. <laughs> just famine <laughs> after famine after famine. So I hope I, I, it must not have been Lysenko that did the, uh, the old seat button. Maybe it did because it didn't catch on. Yeah. Um, I also thought with regards to being. Uh, Start with uh, with Scotch whiskey. Mm-hmm. They kind of like that kind of makes sense because you know that old mantra of what what grows together, goes together. You know right. that. Yeah, I don't know how it sounds like kind of New Age box to me. Well, you know, I mean, I think it kind of <laughs> going up very high. Don't just go up very high. It's, yeah. No, I, I mean, it does. Um, um, it Is there any science behind that? Because uh, you know they they share the soil and uh-huh. that terroir terroir. That'll be the science behind that. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. a science word, science word. <laughs> uh, I'm rating Seabuckthorn as a 7 out of 10. Mm, can we do half points? I mean, uh, we've not set any rules for it. Yeah, so I'll do 7.5. 7.5. You yeah. just want to be a little more optimistic than me, yeah, a little more a positive uh, yeah. than me. Uh, just go back to the, what goes together, grows together, or yeah. whatever. Like, what, what, what is that normally applied to? Just food, and that, you know... If um, cattle feed on something and there's like strawberry bushes nearby, then it's good for strawberries. <laughs> okay, beef and strawberries goes well together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, one of yeah. those ones. Okay. But that obviously that doesn't go together because that doesn't happen. You know, beef and strawberries don't grow together. Don't so. they? No, they don't. I mean, surely, yeah. Why? Why not? I mean, just the soil and the terroir. Oh, for like fuck. I was saying. Yeah, okay, whatever. Um, masala chai. Masala chai, chai tea. So yeah, chai tea. We were calling it chai tea. Um, which doesn't really make much sense because when you stop scratching your head, it's <laughs> 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 Is it picking up? Excellent. You getting that? <laughs> um, chai tea just means tea tea. Yeah, it's chai interesting. Chai tea just means tea. So masala is like a, a mixed spice tea. Do you want to hear some more tautological words or tautological um, kind of nouns? I mean, I would if you explained what tautological means. So it means it's just, it's kind of named twice. So yeah. like, it's like chai tea is tea tea. Okay. Uh, so pizza right. means uh, pie in Italian. Uh-huh. So you hear a lot of Americans saying pizza pie. Oh. That literally just means pie pie. Pie pie. Pie pie. Uh, then you've got the uh, the Mekong River and kind of uh, like Thailand, China, that kind of thing. So Mekong and uh, Thai just means river. So it's river river. River river. Yeah. Uh, river, what else river, have we got? There. There's, a, there's a lock in um, in Scotland called Lock Lock. Really? Yeah. Wow. Should we do two more? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. Uh, Gobi Desert. In, no. In fact, wait, 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 wait. Does Gobi mean desert? desert? Yeah, yeah. In yeah. what language? Uh, and Mongol- Mongolian. Wow. Yeah. And then Sahara Desert as well, actually. Really? Uh, I can't remember the language. Okay. Uh, but really interesting one is uh, the Milky Way Galaxy. Right. So Milky Way Galaxy. Galaxy in Latin just means uh, Milky. So it's Milky Way Milky. <laughs> Mind blown. Wow, Galaxy Brain Alley over here. That was... Uh, that's good, isn't it? That was... Wow. Thank Done you. some research for this podcast. That's, ah, that's good. Ah, you got to keep on top of it, my ah, um, For my research for Masala Chai, I've just written very yummy. <laughs> yeah, very yummy, yeah. <laughs> it was, It was incredibly yummy. Mm. Uh, it's just super, super delicious. I think that was... Uh, what well, didn't sell that well, actually. No, no, no. But the flavour <laughs> that came through from it, from everything that we were doing, was uh, spectacular. And yeah. the sweet vermouth, the Belsasar rosé that we infused with, with the chai tea was was amazing. Because obviously uh, vermouth has lots of sort of spices and botanicals present in it anyway. Uh, and you're just accentuating those uh, sort of uh, spices. What Do you know the spices that are usually in a chai tea, a masala chai? Uh, cinnamon. Mm, yeah, I think so. Uh, cardamom. Yep. Uh, what else we got? I, I don't really know. Ginger. Ginger? Yeah. Uh, black pepper. Black pepper. And I think there's one more. Can't remember what. Okay. 
Just hold on while we think. This will be riveting. Oh, is it not vanilla? No, vanilla's in like a adopted chai that comes out that's gonna like westernized chai essentially. Fair okay. Um, but no, I absolutely loved it. I mean, I love chai tea anyway. Yeah, it's one of the few teas that I'll just like sit and have. Yeah. I like I like a green tea. Yep. I like a chai tea. A chai tea. Right. Yeah. Oof, I like and I'm sure you've heard a cup of cha. Like if someone asking for a cup of cha. Yeah. That just comes from chai. Really? Yeah. A cup okay. of tea, cup of cha. There's um was it is it popularized by Dashum, this sort of chain of like really cool Indian restaurants. Mm. This all our chai is served without opium. Have you seen this? Like no, there's like I a big like that. slogan. I think they have it in Chaku, which is a, an Indian place in Glasgow as well. Right. So what did they used to have opium in it? Ah, well I I would assume so from, from that. Mm, that would lead you to believe leads you to believe that it used to have opium in it. Interesting, Jamie. Very interesting. Well for chai I I'm going to rate it a 9. I loved it. Uh, Absolutely banging. I'm going to go 8. Really? Yeah. No. I mean, it's still really very high. Oh, so, so good. Okay. Was <coughs> it as good, though, as Amamon Salko or Kalgo? Oh, I've, I don't know. Don't know? Don't know. Why don't you tell the listener what that is? So, you ordered it online as a, on a whim? No, no. I was just in a Chinese uh, supermarket. Right. And I came across it and I was, I mean, it was like 95p for a big bag of it. And I thought, why wouldn't I just buy this? Mm-hmm. I, as I often do in a Chinese supermarket. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it turns out there's not that much information online about it. Really. No. Um, we couldn't even find out what to call it. Uh, it turns out, Kao Go, Go, is the, is the, how you're meant to say it in English. It's mm-hmm. like a transliteration from Chinese. Um, and it's, Part of the ginger family, yeah, but it's very similar to cardamom, yeah. very similar to black cardamom, and because it's actually smoked mm. like black cardamom, but the flavour profile is more similar to say, a, yeah, it's like a gingery cardamom yeah. smoky thing. The way I read it on the the articles reading is that amomum is the is the genus, right, and black cardamom is is another one another species in that genus yeah and so kagao is a, is one of the species of amomum yeah from what, from what yeah. I took from it is that it's part of the ginger family but oh. so is cardamom cardamom yeah. is part of that family as well yeah, and it's just another you? another one of uh, those things um, but we infused it in some honey yeah made a yummy what else did we make with it uh, uh, no, it was, it was just a syrup, actually. It was a syrup. Yeah. What was the What was the infusion that we did with it? Coke Americano. Well, that was that was really really good. Yeah. And um, because it's such a new flavour that we hadn't really tasted before, it was almost difficult to pick out if it was become if it was coming through in drinks or not. Yeah. Um, in certain things, but it was it was uh, really fun because it was like the first thing that we had never really tried before, outside of these walls, and it was the first time we'd actually tried it was here. Yeah. And it's used a lot in traditional medicine in China. Ah. And in fact, um, I found some interesting things about it online on a, a American Dragon, which is uh, apparently a traditional Chinese medicine website, but for oh. people in the US, and it's in English. Well, it's translated because some of the things that it says are very funny. Um, but talking of cowgo, it says um, due to its strong fetid odor, <laughs> it has a tendency to cause vomiting. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe wouldn't have uh, put it in all those drinks. Have we? Uh, have we not? Have we seen that before? But no, it 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 doesn't have that. I think that's like a natural sort of or like um, oil sort of form when you're sort of adding it to different infusions and things. Yeah. It's meant to reduce um, wet wetting or something. It's meant wetting. to meant to sort out your spirit balance something. Oh like yeah, that. Nah, my spirit's in the hell of a state. Yeah, thing. I know. Yeah. You've just been having too much of it. You're going oh, too, too far. Oh, right. too far. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's all about balancing it. Um, but it had a natural affinity with things like Benedictine, Amaro Nanino, things that have some spice character but also have that lovely, almost like gingery sort of sweetness to yeah. it. 
Um, and do you have anything that you've that you found out about the, that? The only thing that I came across on uh, Wikipedia, on the Wikipedia article, like, you know, sometimes you'll read something on Wikipedia, especially if it's like about a, I don't know, a plant species or something. You'll read three or four sentences in a row, and you think to yourself, most of those words, not only don't I understand them, but I've never seen them before. Yeah. So it's uh, what a couple. Of, well, one sentence is it shows anti-quorum sensing and anti-biofilm activity on Staphylococcus uh, aureus. Uh, in brackets, gram positive. Uh, Salmonella typhidium and Pseudomonomas uh, origininosis, also gram negative. Oh no, gram negative, the other one was gram positive. So wow. that's interesting. So now you know. Now, if you didn't know, yeah. now you know. Yeah, as Ice Cube once said. Um, <laughs> uh, I rate this, uh, I'm going to rate it 8 out of 10. Mm, I'm going to go 9. Wow. Yeah, because it was just a little, I always like being interested by flavours that I didn't know before. Well, that's, you know, it's kind of the whole point of, uh, of Wished. Wished, Bewished, hashtag Bewished. So, Jamie, what's our cocktail of the week this week? Um, this week we're going to be doing the R and R. The R and R. R and R. Um, which might sound like a, a weird name for a cocktail. Yeah. It is. We didn't much, not much thought went into this one. Not at in all. In terms no, of the no, name. No, no, no. But we have been serving it almost since day one at least. Yeah. In fact, not day one because we didn't start doing raspberry syrup until a couple of weeks in, and now That's it's right. like a stock syrup. But yeah. ever since we started doing raspberry, it just kind of became a thing. I think it originally started as a gin cocktail. Yeah. And it uses uh, gin with raspberry and some lime juice or a mix of lemon and lime juice and then some Amaro Montenegro yeah Amaro Montenegro uh, is like the most popular Amaro in the world if you don't classify Campari and Aperol as Amaro um, and it has this a little touch of bitterness to it but this overriding like cola cube almost rose watery sweetness to it that's just oh, so it's, it's, it's so my favourite uh, if I could save one bottle on the back bar if there was a fire or whatever yeah, it's uh, it's incredibly incredibly yummy. Now yeah. it started like just as those ingredients. Mm. Oh, did we miss the uh, the amontillado sherry that we infused with rosemary? But it started as just those ingredients. Oh is right, what I was sorry, I, yeah right. And we were served. We served it just like that. <laughs> I've ruined the surprise. <laughs> we served it just like that for months, and then all of a sudden. We didn't have a name for it, so you would, if you were on the bar, there was a drink that you sort of would put out quite a lot. Mm-hmm. If it was sort of, uh, you know, something gin sweet, uh, berry forward, um, but it was a little bit more interesting. And then you just started putting rosemary infused amontillado sherry into it, rosemary amontillado, which is one of our kind of stock sherries yeah. that we always have on on hand. Um, and just started firing that in, and it just became the thing. Yeah. And you just said one day, well, we'll just put this in into all of them, but we still don't have a name for it. No, we still went months and months and months. I would say, yeah, six months of making these drinks and didn't have a name for it. It was just the gin raspberry Montenegro drink. Yeah. And we do it with rum as well. Uh, it works with, works, works with whiskey as well. We've done, it with, we've done it with whiskey and pisco. And then one day I just got really tired of it just we're not, us not having a name for it. We'd named all the other drinks we do quite a lot of and we just not named it. And so we just... I, just said, well, we're just going to call it the R&R. Yeah, raspberry, the R&R. And raspberry and rosemary. Yeah, which is a flavour combination, that, which I don't, I don't think is, is healed enough, is, is working it's very well. It's not been explored enough. Yeah. You know, I think, well, it's I think they we're work exploring it here. tremendously well together. Yeah. yeah. We both start with R, so it helps for alliteration, for naming as well. Yeah, and I think the, the best R&R that we're making here is with, uh, with Old Tom. Yeah. So you you got Old Tom still gin uh, with all those things. That's like, It's just a perfect little yummy super, drink. Super, super yummy. How do you tell when, uh, when a customer actually... 
once an R&R. Mm, customer, Jimmy, don't you mean guest? Customer, it's the same fucking thing. Yeah, I know, but... It's the, it's the, it's the same. Yeah. Right, no, 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 no. no, no yeah, no. but uh, the, uh, the, it's a kind of platitude that a lot of, kind of hospitality people say all the time. Yeah, whenever people say customer, you always get corrected. Someone in hospitality will go, oh, I think you, uh, think you mean uh, guest. Okay. No, I mean customer. What does it matter? What does, does it? it actually matter what we call them? Well, I mean, I, I'm kind of on board with you, but just to play devil's advocate, um, I think it's more about a, a mentality thing. So it's but like, it's, but I call people customer, and I think I'm very good with customer service. It's called customer service, not called guest service. Sure, uh, but it could, but it very well could be and should be. Should uh, it be? Yeah, because for, for me, hospitality, especially in a place like this, is like we are being host. This is my house you're in. I imagine it like I do a little thought experiment in my head where this is my living room, and you're coming in as a guest in my living room. So you treat it with respect, and you respect the rules, and you respect. So it's like it, yeah, but it's you're like a paying, a, but you're a paying customer. Like that, that this is. I mean, I'm not saying not to call people guests. I'm not uh-huh. saying that, that that you shouldn't call people guests. I'm saying that it doesn't matter what you call them. You're. It doesn't. That doesn't. Me calling someone a customer and you but calling it, someone a guest does not mean that you are better at customer service. No, and I, I, I'm not saying it does. Than me. But, but, but call, that's what people. That's get, what people think. But calling them customers makes it seem purely transactional. Like it's just uh, like all it is is a transaction, but we're we're trying to create the illusion that they are our guest in here. Yeah, but so it's, it, 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 it's a bit, it doesn't it doesn't actually matter. Sure, I, it doesn't I don't, actually I don't, matter. It almost feels like oh, um, you know, you work in some bars where there where people are referred to as customers, and then when you move up the chain and move into nicer places, they start getting called guest. It's all the same. <laughs> it's the same. People are coming in and spending their money, whether that is for a pint in a really brightly lit pub that doesn't have any music or a really high-end cocktail here that's designed specifically for them they're still paying for something whether that's just a drink for the experience it's a it's a it's a transaction Mm -hmm. and me calling someone a customer and you calling someone a guest does not mean that i treat people that you treat people any better than i treat them absolutely and i i tell that to the rest of the world (laughs) but one one thing i would say is that like adopting that mentality could be beneficial, right? But I've, I'll tell you where it goes too far, right? I was uh, working in a hotel, which will not be named. Uh, it was the de- <laughs> 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 in Glasgow, and uh, I, as is often the case with these kind of corporate like environments, you get an induction day or an induction few hours where you sit down with the fucking HR person and you go through all the bollocks, all the bollocks that you need to know, that you need to pay attention to, and that you need to adhere to to not get fired. Uh, now, one of them was uh, the the, kind, the type of language you use with the guest. Mm-hmm. So the, the one that sticks in my mind is um, when a customer asks for something, you, you, should, you should never say no problem. Because in their mind, in their kind of uh, fucking psychopathic HR mind, that <laughs> that would entail that there was a, prog- a problem to begin with. You're putting a problem inside the, the, the guest's mind. Oh, kind of thing. brutal. So brutal. Yeah. Uh, but no problem is just, it's just a natural thing to say, isn't it's it? It's probably my most used thing. When people message us on Instagram about changing their booking or yeah, something, yeah. it's just no problem. It's no just problem, all, yeah. all what I send back all the time. So yeah, that it kind of ties into all that box. What was my point again? I don't know. Yeah. Is it, would they say something about the guest customer? So yeah, they, they were very much on board with that as well. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, I'm not saying there's ethanol, but I just I don't like that kind of. I'm gonna bleep out mentality. every time you say. 
Why? Because I just am. Why are you going to do that? No, I'm... You going to play pit that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> oh, uh, oh, we were talking about the R&R. Uh, yeah, if you come into Wichita uh, and, and, and get an R&R. Yeah. So, Jamie, give me, uh, we just saw the Irishman there. Give me your best uh, Al Pacino. No. Impression. What? No. Why? I've... You got a problem with me? You got a problem with me? I don't know. Is that, is that is one that, of his catchphrases? Yeah, that's one of his catchphrases. <laughs> okay. Well, he says it in the Irishman, doesn't he? Does he? No. No, I don't, maybe he did. Well, did, did, that might have been that bit where you fell asleep. I didn't fall asleep. No, but I, I mean... I fucking could have. <laughs> you want to hear my Al Pacino? Yeah. And this is from... Uh, uh, any given Sunday, he goes, You do what you fucking thought! That wasn't that good, was it? Mm, it was not bad. I was alright. I don't yeah. know if I'm going to be able to pick any of that up for the mic because of how loudly you shouted it was that. Too, it yeah, was too loud. Do what you No, that wasn't good. Yeah. I thought um, I could do Al Pacino. He was, uh, this, uh, that segue is uh, into the Irishman because he was in the Irishman. Yeah, yeah, aye. And um, with the. So if you don't know, Irishman, it's a Netflix film. It's been in the works for a long time. It's using this anti aging software and all the old actors' faces. Did you actually notice that very much? I thought it was done really, really well. It was done really well, but because I, because I knew that they, they did it, I was watching out for it and yeah. it was a bit weird. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it stars De Niro, Joe Pesci. Uh, Pacino, Pacino uh, Harvey Keitel, Keitel yeah. um, that wee ones. guy that's like the Jason Statham's number two in Snatch. Oh, yeah, he's, he's good. Yeah, uh, he's pretty good. Um, no real spoilers. Don't know if there's anything to spoil in that film. No, it's about it's about the kind of disappearance of Jimmy Hoffa. Yeah, and uh, the you know some of these kind of friends in the in the, uh, in the mob as it were. It's too long. Yeah, it's far. It's an hour too long. It's it's outstanding to watch. De Niro and Pesci and Pacino interact and see that again. So, uh, yeah. But it's it's just too long. It's just long. You could have the, the last the, uh, you could have cut the last hour out of that film and had a two and a half hour film that you then edited another forty five minutes out of. Yeah. It could have been a Netflix series of six parts. I think that would have been much better. But oh my lord. Yeah. I mean, it was it kept me captivated for for long parts, but then there were also long parts where it was like, don't look at your watch, don't look at your watch, yeah. don't look at your watch, don't look at your watch. It's it's the only Scorsese film that I've ever seen that it, that it, that it has that kind of pace in the problem. Yeah. Because even like uh, I don't know if you've ever seen Silence. No. Uh, it's about like um, Christian min- uh, missionaries in uh, Japan pre kind of modern era, and like. It was a very serious film, and it uh, it was very serious kind of um, th- you know themes and all that, and it and it was a slow film, but like the pacing of it was absolutely bang on perfect. Whereas this is a fucking gangster film. Yeah, I know. Where there should be like just boisterousness and sex and drugs and alcohol and just there, there wasn't any of that. Was it feels that you like expect? if because uh, the movie starts like halfway through De Niro's life, and he sort of it follows the story of his life essentially. Mm. And it feels like it missed out. Like, he's already married and he's already got three kids by the time the film actually begins. So yeah. it's like, yes, there is all the... There is a violence and there is, you know, the killings and all that. But it's so interspersed with, like... It feels like they filmed every car journey and just, like, didn't edit out. They just they just filmed yeah. all the car journeys and just kept them all in. Like, the whole car journeys from point A to point B. Brutal. Oh, my God. 
and it just didn't feel any connection to his character I know, it, whatsoever. I know. There was I mean, no character development. But I didn't the understand. was trained on him for three of the three and a half hours, and you didn't feel like you really knew anything about him, what his motivation was for it, or the whole film just seemed to be hinging on like De Niro doing his wee his wee face, like when he scrunches yeah. up his face and goes, hmm, yeah, mm. yeah, and just reacts to other actors, which is great. Yeah, He's a great actor. Yeah, but that's not enough. I mean, yeah, you can't really. It's like three of the greatest actors of their generation. And it was great to watch them, yeah. but it did feel a little bit like self-indulgent on their part. Like, oh, I remember when we used to do films like this. They even make jokes about gangster films, and they like self-reference self things from gangster films, yeah. and it's just joking about gangster films. I don't know. I think I still enjoyed it on the most part. Yeah, I had all those great little Scorsese things where it's you know, you you know the violence is coming, but then it, then it just hits you like a train anyway. Yeah, it's great. It just wasn't as good as I thought it was going no. to be. No. Not at all. Well, and the fucking reviews are all rave, aren't they? Yeah. 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 Disappointing. Here at Weast, we, we love a wee gamble. Or I like a wee flutter. A wee flutter. Yeah. Mm. Um, like yeah. a scratch card, Jimmy. Yeah, we, well, if you've anyone seen the scratch card video, you'll know how much Dave, uh, <laughs> Dave enjoys uh, scratch cards. Yeah. That day I came in and David spent £300 of our money on, on scratch cards. Yeah. Uh, one zero out of that. Why not but zero? That doesn't that doesn't stop us from, uh, from what are you right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a big one. That was that was good. Bless you. Um, that was suspenseful as well, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was. It was a lot. Because the listener had no idea what was about <laughs> to happen. Anyway. We love a wee gamble. Um, we place bets pretty much every week. Uh, just little like two pounds here, little a five there. Bits. Just like on on little bits and bobs, like. Um, was just when the whole Justin Trudeau blackface thing came out, um, when he was going to resign, and I won that one. Yeah. Um, we when we bought two cases of plum wine, we bet on because we give that out as sort of free little shots to to certain people and to like sort of apologies if people are waiting a little while for drinks. So we were we did a bet on how long that was going to last us. Yeah. You it was won twenty four bottles. No, twelve. Twelve bottles. Twelve bottles. Yeah. yeah. Um, you won that one by yeah. a month. A whole month. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we do all these like little fun little bits and bobs, and uh, we thought we would just talk about it on the podcast, and we were going to do it and track them on the podcast. So on a weekly basis, we're just going to do a wee fiver bet, fiver, yeah, fiver, yeah, and we'll donate the money to charity. Oh, well, we that defeats, we the, purpose, that defeats the purpose. We of the didn't bet. discuss that, Jimmy. Giving it to charity. That's what we said. So if you lose the bet, you got to donate a fiver to Waterid. Waterid. Yeah. Yeah, water for the wings. So this week, I'm going, to, I'm going to bet you that... So we have our New Year's Eve tickets, um, £40 a hit. Yeah. Um, and for so many yummy things, nibbles and like uh, like fizz and a wee dram and three cocktails for wish service. Yeah. Only for 40 quid. It's a fucking bargain. Fucking bargain, my Bargain. I bet you we sell out by this time next week. Because uh, we've got two th- sittings. Uh-huh. We've only got a few sort of tickets left. But I bet you we sell out by by this time next week. You think next week? I think we'll sell out by this time next I'll week. I'll take that. You'll yeah. take that? A little shake. A little shake. Though. Excellent. That's a bit hard, Jimmy. So, uh, so listen now, uh, you know what to do. This is almost a popularity contest now. Is it? If people like me more, <laughs> we'll win the bet. And if they like you more, we won't. Excellent. So please, please... Go on and buy, uh, go on and buy loads of New Year's Eve tickets. Yeah, and please don't. I'll say please yeah, don't. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's a, that's, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, I'm exhausted. Yeah, that was a, a long day. fucking yeah. long day. Yeah. That's when I feel it was a bit like... Uh, 20 minutes on ingredients we did there. That was, that was good. I thought, I thought we learned some things. Yeah, Hopefully I you did too, listener. Yeah. Um, as always, give us a wee review on Apple Podcasts. Give us a follow. Um, so let us know what you think. Send us any feedback. Send us any questions. Yeah. Um, any good feedback? Yeah, good feedback. Yeah. And yeah, reviews five star only, please. Yeah. Just for some money. Can I have some money? Please? Yeah. We need to buy new equipment because currently the uh, the mic is. We'll actually post a photo of it. Our mic is suspended on top of a pint glass because yeah. the stand is broken. That's the job. Yeah. 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 We'll find out once I start editing. <laughs> um, as always, folks. Uh, I've been Jamie. I've been Dave. And we'll see you next week. Hashtag bewitched. Thank you.